This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. So Kyle, among all 16 teams in the Eastern Conference, if you could visit one city, which city would you visit? Tampa. Tampa. Eh? Oh no, Montreal, man. We talked about this, man. Montreal. Yeah, when you got, come on, you got drafted by the Montreal Canadiens. And let's be honest, man. I don't got a lot of money right now. Let's keep that currency at a Canadian rate. You know what I'm saying? I'm about to go to Green Bay next week. I'm thinking that's going to cost me. You know, I'm going to bring like, you know, $500, $700 cash with me up there. And I'm thinking, damn, that's $1,000. a 1000 Canadian dollars. You don't got to tell me, man. I just came back from the States. It was, it was a good chunk of change. Us Canadians, man, there's no love. No love for us in the States. What's with that? And even when I went to Columbia, same thing. Like, I told my friends this, this too. I came back and I was like, oh, yeah, you know, I spent I spent $2,000, you know, $2,000 cash. That's what I had on me. And that's that's not counting what I spent on my visa and whatnot, right? It wasn't $2,000 Canadian. It was $2,000 American. Think about that. Yeah, that hurts the wallet, man. I know I don't, I don't blame you on the choice for Montreal. I think other than Vancouver, Montreal... The best city in Canada. You think so? And actually, I'd say Montreal's maybe even a more fun city than Vancouver. Obviously, man. Yeah. Yo, a- after traveling to Columbia, I'm, I'm talking like I travel everywhere, man. And you could, I, actually, you should you should say something. Don't get me wrong. I love the city. I love Vancouver. I don't like talking shit about Vancouver. But the nightlife, it's not, yeah. it's not something to, it, to brag about. Like, you have relatives or other people around the world that come here to visit Vancouver. Are you really going to... Be like, oh shit, can't wait to take you to Granville. Yeah, it's really not what I'm bragging about first. I'm definitely going uh beaches, mountains, nature. You know, I was choked the other day, actually. Like I was uh I was reading these like reviews for the Blarney Stone, like one of my favorite pubs in Vancouver of all time. Perfect. And it's got kind of mediocre reviews. Yo, like, the, there's a lot of like tourists that hate it. The Blarney Stone is the best spot in Vancouver. I and I know, man. It's it's fucking amazing. Favorite song you heard live by a cover band at the Blarney Stone. Oh man, that's a tough one. And you gotta I, sing it. I'm sorry, you gotta sing it, bro. Uh, the one that always comes to my mind is I've been drunk for a week. I've been drunk since I left. Take me home. What song is that? Welcome all you silky studs to another episode of Silky and Filthy. I'm Trevor Beggs. He's Kyle Bowen. And Kyle, you didn't even ask me what city I'd want to visit in the Eastern Conference. I didn't? No, man. What city? Columbus, Ohio. No way. I feel like they don't get a lot of love. Columbus. And I kind of want to give Columbus some love, man. Artemi Panarin didn't love it. Sergey Bobrovsky didn't love it. I know. I just feel like there's there's probably some good things going on in Columbus. Probably have some lakes. Oh. There you go. They probably they like, have they love some sports. Lakes. I love sports too. You know, it really depends on what type of person you are. Now, it's not to say that Bobrovsky, Panarin are bad people. They just left the people of Columbus behind, the city of Columbus behind. No, it's it's what do you want in your life? What do you want to wake up to in the morning? 
right? Panarin, it sounded like he either wanted a beach or high rises. That's what he wanted. He got it. I think both players wanted that, and they just flipped a coin. And they just ended up on opposite sides of the coin, you Let know? Let me ask you this. Would you rather be in New York or Florida? That's actually a great question. And, and don't think about being a hockey player in those cities. Just just think about where would, where would you want to be? That's actually a great question because my preference would be warm weather, beach, yeah. low taxes. But maybe it's a media thing, man. But Florida just seems like an odd place, you know? There's always like the craziest news stories coming out of Florida. Seriously, Google weird news stories in Florida. I mean, we do Meanwhile on Canadian, the show. And there's some funny stuff. But like Florida's just got this stuff coming out daily. There's even a segment on Vancouver oh, Radio man. about... Funny stories are coming to Florida. I know what you're talking about. Crazy shit happens in Florida. Crazy shit happens in Florida, man. I mean, like one of the crazy stories from a few years ago was the bath salts thing where the guy had bath salts. I think that's where it started. That's like the the peak of it. You know what, Florida, and and this is silky and filthy, by the way, puck talking bullshit. That's what we do here. We're talking bullshit right now. Florida, the... This is serious, man. the, The cocaine epidemic, you know? 70s, 80s, 90s. Maybe it just set the tone for what now is the social media era. Like, <laughs> we see everything, and, and uh, that that's Florida. Fucked up shit all the time. Yeah, I still think I'd choose Florida over New York. I mean, no, no offense to New York. I just, you know, they got the cold, long winters. It's it's a huge city. I prefer, you know, a little bit more, uh, a little more nature, you know, a little something a little quieter than the big city. That's just my personal taste, so yeah. I'd probably choose Florida. But then so, playing in front of 12 fans if I'm in the NHL versus playing in front of Madison Square Garden. Ooh. Man, Ooh. as a hockey player, I don't know. Maybe, no, maybe choose, I'm going to go New York now, actually. Yeah, let's keep it on Florida just for a bit. Now, on this episode, what are we doing? We're talking about... We're doing our Silky and Filthy season preview, starting with the Eastern... <laughs> excuse the, me, the, the Eastern. Eastern Conference. Yeah, we're going to... We're going to put the Eastern Comets first, then we're going to save wow. the best for West next week on Silky and Filthy. Now, before I get to my point on Florida, Eastern, I like that. The NHL, always on the east side, you know? There's an east always coast bias the, in this All league. the time. That shit sucks. Kyle, where are we right now? The west coast. We got to represent the west coast. Beautiful. This is a show about the NHL, but... Burnaby. Shout out to Burnaby. British Columbia. Lower mainland. Yo, should we run a fact? Pacific Ocean. Oh, wrong one. My bad. Tell him about this uh, new uh, new little system we got yeah, here, Kyle's buddy. got a bunch of blinking lights in front of him, but I'm excited. Yeah. He looks like he's ready to work some magic. So. Yeah, I already fucked up there, but it's, it's going to take a lot of practice, man. It's okay. You know what? It's preseason. Preseason for us, too. Preseason in the NHL. But, you mm-hmm. know what? Preseason is one of my favorite times because not only does everyone have a blank slate, but you get to make wild, crazy predictions. And yeah. You get, to, you get to talk shit about people's teams. You get to pump up other teams. And that's what we're going to do on the show. We're going to give a bit of balance to the good and bad teams. So what we've done here, Kyle is I've ranked the teams from worst to first in each division, how I think they're going to finish. For the four bottom teams in each division, we're going to tell you why they're winning the cup. For the top teams in each division, we're going to tell you why they're trash. So this should be fun, man. We should get to trash some good teams. Um, which, you know, as Vancouver fans, we we got some pity because we watch our team, you know, not make the playoffs for four years. So it's let's 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 bring down some of the top dogs, man. Let's do it. The, the Eastern Conference, right? The Eastern Conference, man. Now, I... I do want to talk about that Florida point before I forget it. I think it's a good point. I want your opinion on this. So we're seeing all these RFAs. And if you didn't listen to our our last episode, uh, we we pretty much got everything wrong. Okay, about these RFAs and what deals they were going to sign. We got the dollar amount kind of wrong. Sometimes we got the term wrong too. Whatever. A lot of these these people on Twitter, these these 
reporters and whatnot are, are criticizing some of these teams for not locking up guys like Bezer, McAvoy, Wierenski to long-term deals because a smart team would would try to limit the amount of money by signing long-term. And they bring up Florida, Huberdeau, Barkov. Yeah. I get it, but, but look at Florida. They suck. Now, you think a player like Barkov and Huberdeau, and I, I'm, I'm totally just bullshitting here. You think they see around Barkov the league? Bullshit. You know? These guys are making so much money. Why did I sign this deal? I'm way better than them. Yeah, I'm Is sure. Is that why they, they suck? They might have replaced their agents by now. I wouldn't be surprised. Do you think down the road, possibly, in the NHL, you know, we're not going to get that new CBA agreement till what, 2022, supposedly now? Do you think that we'll see something similar to what happens in the NFL, where players will hold out and demand a new contract? I think it's going that way. It's kind of gone that way in the NBA, too, where players have really put their foot down on where they want to play. And, you know, you see all these super teams being built. I think players in major sports are are getting their way more often than not now. Yeah, they are. Which is crazy. It's it's as the salaries have gone up, as the players are making more money, they're they're having a bigger say. Interesting how that works. Yeah. So I, I see it happening in the NHL, too. I wonder. I wonder if they'll find a way these players, for example, will bring up McKinnon guy's ripping it up what if he does it again next year and i know it's not in the rules now but let's say it was in the rules that this guy could just hold on and be like no i'm not playing under under the this contract right now i know i signed it but i'm not putting my body on the line being you know devalued by probably like more than six million dollars five million dollars six million dollars yeah and i think it's gonna happen you know probably within the next few years i can see this happening but someone's got to cross that line first, you know? And how does Like, it guys happen? are holding out without a contract, saying, I'm not going to sign yeah. as an RFA. That's a whole different game when you're holding out with exactly. a contract. Yeah. I get it. I get it. It's it's interesting. It's interesting. Well, yeah, we'll see what happens. I mean, Barkov and Huberto, I believe they each got three, four years left on their deals. That's a long time. It's a long time for <laughs> players who both had 90-plus points last season. That's a Probably long time. Probably two of the quietest 90-point seasons in the NHL. It's a very long time. And, and in, in my opinion, too, I think three-year deals... That's still a long time. I know it's, quote-unquote, a bridge deal, but three years, that's 246 regular season games. That's a long time. A lot can happen in that time. Some fans are frustrated. Some fans look at it at a complete, like, like looking at the Bezer news. There, a lot of people were happy with the cap hit. They understand what's going to happen on that third year with that $7.4 million qualifying offer. He's making that minimum in the fourth year. But some people really wanted it long-term because they think, that's going to fuck over the Canucks, that he's going to want nine and ten in three years. But, hey, it's, it is what it is. Like I said, three years is a long time. A lot can happen. And let's say McAvoy, Wierenski, Bezer, if they do exceed that that $7 million cap hit, that's a good thing. You know? Yeah, I think the, team, got a great the teams would be happy to pay him for sure. Exactly. So, yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting to see. I don't think we we're too, too far off in the RFA. I think we both thought Mitch Martin was going to hold out longer. That was one mm. of the main things. But mm-hmm. I think we were pretty close in terms of we both thought it was gonna be long term. We both were predicting it's gonna be close to Matthew's money. Fair enough. Fair so enough. We, we're not that dumb. Yeah, we come on. We're in that ballpark. Yeah, we deserve a cheer. Come on, let's. Yeah. There we go. That Woo-hoo! does not feel good. All right. Well, we're gonna need some cheer. Oh yeah, crank it up, buddy. We're gonna need some cheers for these teams, man. We're gonna start our season preview in the Eastern Conference in the Atlantic Division. Again, I'm ranking these teams. From what I, where I think they're going to finish from worst to first. Okay. So we're starting, obviously, in the East with the Ottawa Senators. Yeah, fair enough. And here's the thing. I got I got to tell you why the Ottawa Senators are going to win the Cup. Here's why. Why? 
Daniel Alfredson. He's coming out of retirement. Oh, he's man. getting that cup he finally deserves. 2007. Oh. He's putting it behind him. He's getting it done. Oh, so for it's the one of these episodes. We're just going to fuck around the whole time. Have some fun. For yeah, our we're going to go back and forth, oh, man. Great, great, great. Okay, so. You were looking stressed out for a minute Ottawa there. Ottawa is going to make the playoffs? Are we trying to say that? No, you're going to tell me how, why they're going to win the cup. Oh, why Ottawa's going to win the cup. Okay, because we're going from the bottom to the. I get it. It's yeah. a lot of bullshit, but well, it's a lot of fun. But when we hit the top teams in the okay. conference, we're going to tell you why your team is trash. Okay, so Ottawa. Obviously, young players everywhere. Obviously, a lot of bullshit around that organization, but a lot of that bullshit is now kind of gone. It's a clean slate. And you know what? In life, when you have less bullshit in your life, good things happen. So the Ottawa Senators are winning the cup. Because they got, they got less bullshit in their life. I don't know, man. The, the, the slogan for the show is puck talking bullshit. I don't know if you, you should be saying we need less bullshit. You need more bullshit oh, whoa, whoa, in your whoa, whoa, life. There's different kinds of bullshit. Okay, 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 okay. Different kinds of bullshit. Fair enough, fair enough. Okay, you don't listen James to me. Different pile? Don't listen to me. Ottawa will win the cup because, like like Trevor said, Daniel Alfredson. Yo, come on, man. Daniel Alfredson really, he's a good player. He was a great player. Not winning no cup for Ottawa. There's got to be another reason. Something has to happen. The no. Hamburglar has to come back. Remember that they were they were chucking cheeseburgers on the ice. Good times, man. Curtis Lazar was was picking them up. Where's he at nowadays? He's in Buffalo, actually. Crazy times. What a run. How about one reason to actually watch the Ottawa Senators this season? Honestly, the Ottawa Senators gave up a ton of goals last season, man. Like they. They're fun to watch. Who doesn't like goals? There was a lot of goals in Senators mm-hmm. games last year. They actually were about middle of the pack in scoring. I think that might change with uh, Mark Stone gone from the team. Yeah, the Senators 100%. are, are going to give up a lot of chances. They're still going to be a fun team to watch. Although they're going to lose a lot of games. But they're winning the cup somehow, some way. Well, how about this next team, the Detroit Red Wings? You want to hear why the Detroit Red Wings are going to win the cup? Because Steve Eisenman's coming out of retirement. Steve Eisenman, not only is he out of retirement... He's actually a magician, man. He cursed the Tampa Bay Lightning before he left. Holy. That's why they choked. He's bringing that good voodoo to Detroit. So I think Detroit's unstoppable, man. There's Damn. No, there's, there's no way they're losing. They're going to win the cup for sure. The Red Wings. The Red Wings are are winning the cup this year because what's the homie's name? Zadina. Pa- Philip Zadina. Philip Zadina. Scoring 65 goals. How about that guy with that long name? Fast dude. Let's try saying it, bro. How do you say his name? Uh, what is it? Athanasiu? Athanasiu? Yeah. Well, bro, he's going to be so fast this year, you won't be able to see him. <laughs> 57 goals, three assists. Wow. He's just going to take it coast Cy to coast. Years. Nice. One of those Cy Young years. Nice. You know, right Nicholas on. Cronwell, I know he retired. I know he retired. That's why they're going to win the cup, because he, he's not on the team anymore. <laughs> he was too broken. He was. He was. Nicholas Cronwell was holding this team back. That was Holy. the big problem right there. Just going through this list and the way we're doing it, I'm just thinking that Ottawa and Detroit, bad teams. Yeah, they are pretty bad teams. Um, I, <laughs> I, a reason to watch for Detroit, I, I can only think because because they're winning the cup, man. That's the only reason why. <laughs> There's no but reason. I have them, yeah. Seventh in division is my prediction. I don't think there's going to be much argument there. The Buffalo Sabres, I have sixth. What? And then the Buffalo Sabres, along with the Vancouver Canucks, two of the longest cup droughts. I mean, they never won. So two of the but two of the longest cup droughts, fifty years, in the league right now. The way the Buffalo Sabres can win this year is if Rasmus Dahlin is Connor McJesus, but on defense, he's got to do it all. And that's possible. That's very possible. He pay, he's got to play sixty minutes a night. 
Like, don't take him off. You know, we could keep it so simple with with the answer to why Buffalo will win the cup this year. Maybe this is the year everything kind of goes right for them. Right? <laughs> no, I, I That's know. That's what everyone in Buffalo has been saying for a couple of years now, I think. Maybe this is this is that year. They got maybe. a pretty deep team. Like, Jack Eichel, great player. Jack Eichel, great player. <laughs> <laughs> that all you got, no, bud? Maybe that Casey Middlestat, you know, he possibly was not ready to play in the NHL last year. You look yep. at the stats, it says that, but hey, maybe the guy does it this year. He becomes Casey fucking Middlestat, you know? Maybe he, might he puts it. up 80 points this year. Jack Eichel, 115 points. That's the way the NHL is going. You talked about Rasmus Dahlin. Heck, maybe he's fucking better than Connor McDavid this year. Maybe he's better better than Connor McDavid in general, and that's how Buffalo is going <laughs> to win the cup. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's the that's the positive angle for the Sabres fans. I have them finishing sixth in the division. Uh, a reason why you should watch, we kind of mentioned it. I mean, they got a lot of exciting young players. They have a chance to take a step, but I think the one thing that held them back last season was goaltending. Carter Hudden and Linus Allmark, they really fell off down the stretch. Yeah, They were hot when the team was good early. They were bad when the team how much did they? How much did they pay Jeff Skinner? Nine million a season? That's why a lot of money. That's why they're winning the cup, because Jeff Skinner's going to live up to that cap hit and score 65. I'm thinking like 90 goals, man. Damn. Going for Gretzky's record. Single season, 92. Let's let's bring it back to Rossman and, and Rossman, Rasmus and, and step away from the bullshit a bit. Cause I do want to kind of talk about Rasmus. The NHL right now, the last two years, how many crazy great defensemen have come into the league? And, and Rossmus, you know, with Kale McCarr, Quinn Hughes, um, what's the dude from Dow Heiskinen? Those are premier players, premier prospects. Rasmus right. Dahlin, he may be twice as good as those guys. Well, he and he's so exciting to watch. Yes, I, I did a little article for Daily Hive recently, and I was looking at how um, the Canucks could learn lessons for Hughes from Dahlin and Heiskanen last year. But you realize when you watch Dahlin and Heiskanen play that they are very different players. Dahlin actually he takes more risks. He's more physical. He's a bit more of a playmaker, whereas Heiskanen is very smooth, steady. Uh, amazing skater, obviously, but just a little more sound defensively. But man, Rasmus Dahlin is one of the most fun defensemen to watch play hockey. You want a reason to watch the Buffalo Sabres? Rasmus Dahlin. Hey, that's crazy. You know how we talk about Connor McDavid and then we talk about the second tier? Looking at who would be in that second tier? You know, the Kucherovs, the Matthews. There's so many great players in the NHL now. Getting, yeah. Rasmus Dahlin, years from now, he will be on his own tier. He will. Right. I know he's in Buffalo, and it's hard to say because things go bad in Buffalo, but not this year because Buffalo's winning the cup this year because of Ross Mastalin. One last note before we move on to the last team. I just got to give a shout-out to the guy in the Nux Misconduct Fantasy Hockey Keeper League pool. Someone dropped Rasmus Dahlin. Who? I have no idea who it was, but I picked what him up, obviously. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> and I was, he's going to be one of my keepers this year. Yo, Rasmus that guy, that, is, that guy got, is that guy fired? <laughs> that guy's got to get out of here, man. I should have sent the guy flowers, man. Yo. Or Rasmus Dahlin jersey. That guy's writing for the blog. Drops Rasmus Dahlin. No, get I know. He's not, he's not writing for the blog. Exactly. So next, yeah, 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 get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> get gone. Whoa. Done. Um, well, they, they have a good chance of finishing in front of my number five team in the Atlantic, the Montreal Canadiens. But the Canadiens, <laughs> could they win their league high 25th Stanley Cup? I'll tell you why. Because Montreal is actually Team BC. And we're homers here. We're talking about the West Coast bias. Montreal Canadiens. That's West Coast bias for you, man. 
Brendan You're Gallagher. a fucking homer. I'm not a homer. Talk about Terry yourself, Price. bro. <laughs> Shea Weber. Hey, Gallagher. Look at these guys. <laughs> Team BC, let's go. Team BC, man. You named three players. That's <laughs> Team BC? Come on, man. Yeah, they're pretty big players of the team, though. Montreal, the only way they're going to win the Cup this year, it's obvious, is if Carey Price can go back to being one of the top three players, not just goalies in the whole league. That's the only way they're doing it. Maybe if Jonathan Duran, you know, scores 90 points, 80 points. I don't know if he's that guy anymore. But let's say if they want to win the Cup, he has to be that guy. Hey, if Max Domi, who had a great year last year, does even better, boom, bam, you got a Cup. Who else did they get this year? Well, in the draft, they got Cole Caulfield. But oh, I, actually, shit. I actually wanted to ask you about Jesperi oh, uh, Kakaniemi. Oh, that guy. Yeah, he went higher in the different draft, but he's third overall, higher than Pedersen. They have high hopes for him in Montreal. Do you have any thoughts on who he might be as a player after watching him last season? Because, you know, I saw a guy who, who made strides in his game. Yeah. You know, I see a guy who could be a solid top six center. I don't know if he's a star. He, he might just be a second line guy. And he's a guy I'm excited to watch. I'd love to see if, if he breaks out. But I watch him and maybe we're just spoiled in this market watching Pedersen all the time. But yeah, I see Hawking Yami as a solid NHL center, but I just don't know if he's going to be a superstar that the Canadians probably need a center. Yeah, I mean, the times I've seen him play, he seems like a smart player and he also seems like one of those tryhards. You know you know what a tryhard is in the NHL? A guy who just doesn't give up, doesn't give up on the forecheck, does everything. Does everything. And you can tell he's working his ass off. I don't know if I can put a ceiling on him just yet, but I, I do think this, yeah, is, it's too this, early. Is, this right. is somewhat of a... And I hate to do this to a to a what a second year player. This is a big year for him. It's the way the NHL is going, you know, 23, 24, If you pretty much are what you are. It seems like that. So you better figure it out by 19, 20, 21 if you want to be one of those premier talents. It looks like it's going that way. So this is a big year. For how do you say this guy's name? Let's yes, Perry. Oh, yes, yes Perry. Cockney Cockney you're putting too much emphasis on the cock, man. You go, go cocked. I know. Cocked when I said that, it was like, damn. Yeah. Really saying cock like that. Okay. Yeah, why are you doing that, man? I don't even know. Because I got stuck. You know, it's hard. Okay, say it again. Yes, Barry. Cocked Kaniemi. Yes, Barry. Cocked Kaniemi. No. So yeah, that, that, was too, that was a little a little too... There's too little emphasis on the cock there. You got to have like the right amount what? of cock in his you name. You said yes, cock, cock the same way. Cock Kaniemi. Cock Kaniemi. Cock Kaniemi, Kyle. Oh. Cock e, cock can't knee m e. Cock can't. Say it again. Yes, Barry. Cock can knee m e. Cock can knee m e. Yeah, that sounds hey, pretty good. Shit. Yeah, that sounds pretty good. Can knee m e. Little, good job, Kyle. Where's that applause oh, button, man? Right Hit here. it for yourself, right there. Woohoo! Yeah, you deserve it. You worked hard. Woohoo! Got there. Great job, okay. man. Okay, yeah, thank you, thank you, people. So thank yeah, you. Montreal probably long shot to win the cup. Probably long shot to make the playoffs. I think the Atlantic Division. It's probably the only division in the league where there's a pretty clear split in town between the top four and the bottom floor. Because my number four team, the Florida Panthers, you know, they've done a lot to improve yeah. this offseason. Although, since they're in the top four, I got to tell you why they're trash. Tell me. They're trash because it, it's demoralizing to play in front of 12 fans. <laughs> I mean, Barkov and Huberto somehow find a way around it, but what, the, what, what about the rest of the team, man? I yeah, mean, yeah, come, come on, on, man. Come on. No fans. Come on. That's, that's you know, hard. You know what? This this right here, that right there, that's, has, that's more fans than what the Florida Panthers got, you know? 
Come on, man. We got more fans than the Florida Panthers. And we barely got fans. Follow us on Twitter, Silky and Filthy. And on Instagram, Silky and Filthy. Trevor Beggs, at Trev Beggs. And at Kyle Bound. If you don't know how to spell my name, figure it out. That was smooth, man. That was, was smooth. smooth. Wow. Okay, so Florida. We talked about, well, I bullshitted about how I have this theory about Huberdeau and Barkov, especially Barkov, getting undervalued and underpaid. And they see all these other guys. Kevin Hayes making more money than fucking Barkov. And then now they're playing in front of 12 fans? Come on. Where's the motivation? I'll be curious to see if they actually do live up to expectations this year. What will the attendance be like? I mean, usually when you're a playoff team, things are going pretty well. We saw that with Carolina. We saw a huge resurgence there last season with them finally making the playoffs. I know we we love to crap on Florida. Well, I don't well, think I crap on any other fan base more than the Florida Panthers fans because they have no fans. Well, yeah, you crap on Florida. I crap on Arizona, so... That's the way it goes. We're balanced, right? Both nice places, you know? Oh, yeah. So I can't go to Arizona. You can't go to Florida. Didn't I just say, no, I said I was going to play for New York, so I saved myself there. But mainly because of the fans. Mainly fans, because of fans. If fans are showing up in Florida, I'm choosing Florida over New York if I'm a player. Okay, so we have to talk about why Florida will win the cup, though. No, that's, yeah, well, you can if you want. Yeah, go for it. I do. Okay, go for it, man. Barkov has to win the heart. And, you know, we're trying to be funny with this segment, but I'm being dead serious. No, I am. You got to make some realism in there. It can't be all bullshit. Yeah, he's got to be, you know, I feel like it's the the worst joke in the NHL, or the worst theory in the NHL that Barkov's the most underrated player. He's not underrated anymore. No, he's not. He's got to get even better. Find a way. Now, Roberto Luongo did say he was one of the best players that he's ever played with. And Luongo played with a lot of good players. I think it's not so much on Barkov. Because Barkov and Huberto, like, they couldn't have been any better last season. It's about uh, the main thing in Florida's goaltending and defense. Mm -hmm. Can they keep the puck out of the net? I mean, they, they're paying Bobrovsky all this money. You damn well better keep the puck out of the net. And the, he, oh, yeah. he's, he's going to have to be a top 10 goalie for Panthers making the playoffs. Along with Barkov being a heart candidate. There you go. That's how Florida will win the cup and, and bring, you know, 9,000 people to the building. Hey, man. They might, I, they might even crack 10,000. You know, we're talking a lot of shit here. We all know in the sports world that winning fixes everything. We also know if, you're, if you are a sports fan in North America and pay attention, you know that Florida, I'll compare it to Vancouver, one of the worst markets when it comes to cheering for a bad team. It's hard. There's too, many, there's too much shit to do in Vancouver for a bad team. Talk about the Lions. Talk about the Whitecaps. In in Miami, in Florida, there's so much shit to do. So much shit to do. And there's so much sports to watch. So if your team is bad, it's not going to happen. Especially a sport that I love, but a lot of Americans don't like it. Hockey. Yeah, it ain't no college football, that's for sure. Exactly. Number three on my list. Who am I going here? We got Tampa, Boston, and Toronto. Who do you think is my number three? Toronto. Yeah, I know. The Boston Bruins. Okay. I wanted to put Tampa lower on this list, but come on. They were, they were they were way too damn good last season. The Boston Bruins, why they're trash? I mean, come on, man. Brad Marchand licks people. <laughs> but seriously, have they, have they fixed their depth issues? I mean, last year in the playoffs, we saw Charlie Coyle and Marcus Johansson, who's now in Buffalo. We saw them light it up. What do you mean your depth issues, man? They made the Stanley Cup Finals, bro. I'm saying Krejci had a great year. Dubrusco's good. But like that bottom six, you know, they... Again, they had big a big playoffs from Johans, a big playoffs from Coyle. Can Danton Heinen, can Noel Achari, can Sean Curley, can those guys be solid bottom six guys throughout the regular season? It played them in the regular season, and it came alive in the playoffs. But I, it's, it's still a question mark for this team, I think. 
I believe that the Boston Bruins are in good shape. I think they're one of those teams. They're one of those teams that have have something about them that you can't really pay for. You can't really find in even the most skilled players. It's, they just kind of get get the formula. How, how to win. How to perform in the playoffs. You know, they win rounds. They get through. They made another Stanley Cup final. It's hard for me to doubt players like Bergeron, even though he's getting older. It's hard for me to doubt a leader like Chara, even though he's getting older. I kind of do still believe in the Boston Bruins. Now, this division, it, it's very top-heavy. It's very top-heavy. All three of those teams can do, do do things in the playoffs. Boston has done it more than Tampa, has done it more than Toronto. I know we're supposed to talk shit about the top teams in this little segment. And if I have to talk shit, it's going to... I don't know. I don't know what to say about Boston. Yeah, I man. guess it is the depth, but... I think in the NHL, what we're about to see, all these players getting paid, your your top guys getting paid a lot, taking a lot of the cap, and especially in the next two years too, where now there are rumors that the cap's not even going to go up until that TV deal is signed. We're going to have to see that. We're going to have to see these role players making that $1 million contract, having those two-way deals, become become stars in their own regard. It's going to have to happen. You're right about that, and it is hard to... To pick flaws of the Boston Bruins. I mean, that's that's the challenge of this, man. Trashing the top teams, it ain't easy. Awarding the cup to the bottom feeding teams, it ain't easy. It, it, yeah, good, good segment over here, man. What are you going to call this? I'm not sure, man. Oh, Pops man. and Turvy World. Great I'm, not, job, I, I'm not great at the names, man. Come you on. know, you know, on here's the thing, okay? Last year, we we're like, oh, Silky and Filthy, Trevor's the host, Kyle's the producer. No, it, it kind of changed now. Trevor does everything on this show, man. Makes all this shit up. I don't know how you do it, bro. Just think of these games. I like it. Well, look at you and your buttons over there, man. Oh, I mean, shit. Look at these buttons. Unbelievable buttons, man. They're fantastic. Before we move on to the Leafs, you know, I want to tell you a reason to watch the Boston Bruins because we're doing that for every team here so far. And obviously, they got one of the best lines in hockey. Yeah. They're, and an extremely mobile defense. I mean, aside from Char and Carlo, like Krug and McAvoy, I oh, love man. watching those two. Great yeah. wheels, great puck movers. They're, they're two of the best defensemen in the game. Do you remember think, two years ago where, where people were talking about how Krug was on the market and how he was a player people that still Boston talking about move? that. Yo, you don't move a player like that. And Krug, since he's gone to the league in what was that, 2012, 2013, around that time, I enjoy players who are gamers, who are ballers. Tory Krug in the playoffs, he's a fucking baller. He lays it all on the line. Boston. They have something. It's something in the water, man. Yeah, well, it's all <laughs> there's something in the water there, man. That yeah, team, 100%, that city man. wins way too goddamn much, man. Unbelievable. Crazy, crazy. Uh, speaking of a city that never wins, uh, Washington well, had the Raptors just won, but in hockey, at least the Maple Leafs been a long time, been a very long time. I have them finishing second in the division. They're obviously one of the brightest young teams in hockey. But why are they trash, Kyle? Why are they trash? Why? Is Toronto not going to be successful this year? Because there's too many rich boys at the top <laughs> of the roster, man. They're Damn. a top-heavy team. Damn, but what? Ba- Mike Babcock, you can't get past the first round. Holy. Is that so change? what is it? What is it? Is, is it the rich boys at the top, or is it Mike Babcock? We're saying cock a ton of times on this podcast, man. Well, now it's just on your mind after... Uh, Should we call this episode... Cock? No, we shouldn't. No, We're going to we get fired. Shouldn't. We're definitely going to get fired. <laughs> <laughs> what up? Oh, man. Oh, Toronto man. Maple Leafs. Yeah, I, I'm curious to see how this dynamic is going to work. I mean, they they obviously got a ton of skill. 
I, I love what they've done on defense with with Tyson Berry and Morgan Riley. But going forward, I mean, how is this team going to function? How are they going to add players? Are they going to be able to just add 700000 a year Jason Spezza to the team when you have Maybe. three guys making almost $11 million or more than $11 million? I mean, half it, their cap is tied up in, in four guys. Okay, I'll, I'll end our little portion on the Maple Leafs with why I don't think they're going to do it, but I'll start by, you know, what is shining their shoes? What What's the, oh, pumping their tires. Vancouver shot, lingo right there. Shoes. Yeah, that's a good one right oh, there too. Not? Okay, so I think a lot of people are looking into this too much with the, with the Maple Leafs and how they handle their cap situation. If I'm a general manager and I have a chance to get Austin Matthews, John Tavares, and Mitch Marner on my team and they want 10 mil plus each, I'm sorry, I'm doing it. They are stars. They are some of the best players in the world. They are players that are, that are going to make any player good. We've seen Pittsburgh do it multiple times. We have multiple times. They got to figure out a way to make it work. I know they haven't got past the first round. I think the core is there. It's a big year for, we'll say it again, Babcock. It's a huge year for him. He's got to figure it out. This could be the last year of Babcock. Yep. It's going to be a huge damn. year for Cockmaster Babs. <laughs> Cockmaster Babs. Damn, man. It's gonna. It's a big year for him. Now, I, I think the only reason this team doesn't do anything great in the playoffs is because they, they crumble in the pressure. They're, they're, there's a ton of pressure in Toronto. Now, that, that statement's been said many times, especially in the center of the universe, in the center of the hockey universe. But Toronto, that city, just saw the Raptors win a championship. Hey, say what you want to say. Good on the Raptors. Good on the sport of basketball. Toronto, hockey town. The hockey town. They want to see it happen, and they just saw it happen with basketball. Bro, big year. A lot of pressure. The Toronto Maple Leafs don't win the cup only because they can't They can't handle the pressure. Well, that and they, they're probably going to face Boston or Tampa again. Can they beat one of those two teams? I feel like if they face Boston again, they're finally going to win it. <laughs> no, 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 know, no, 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 no. You know what? Their year to beat Boston was last year on the so. third attempt. You don't think they're better I, this year? I don't. Tyson Berry? I don't think. Yo, I think if they face Boston, that's another reason why they won't win the cup. I, I don't think they can do it, man. There's something there. It might be one of those things. They had three chances. You would think on the third time they were able to do it. Well, they had three chances, but the first chance you're talking about with a, a oh, almost completely okay. different team. Okay, come on, but man. Still, I, come hey, on, I'm man. Glad you brought it up. One of the best jokes of all three, time. Uh, they always say it's the third time you're going to get it. You know, what's the, the third time's the charm? You take a girl out three times, the charm. Boom, bam. You know? So four times. If it doesn't happen on the third time, <laughs> you're fucked. If, if you're <laughs> taking the girl out for dinner on the fourth time, <laughs> you're just buying her food <laughs> at that point, man. <laughs> Or just not, you know, it's not, There's it's no not chance clicking. To get lucky at the fourth time. There's no chance, man. You know, they they believe in the the five date rule. Maybe they have to wait till next year to get lucky. I don't know. I don't know, man. If that's a theory that we can bring in and connect to a playoff series in the world of sport, <laughs> they're not doing it. I like the metaphor, man. I think it's ironclad. I think it's rock solid. Yeah, man. And you know what? What's I, your take on that? What's your take on that? I I, I don't think there is. A rule to how many dates it should take. When when it's the right time, it's the right time. I truly believe that. Uh, to an extent, but I feel like if you're <laughs> you're going on a bunch of dates and nothing's really happening, she's you're, eating food, yo. You're holding her hand and kissing her on the cheek after like the eighth date. Like you're probably doing something wrong. Hey man, honestly, I have a home. I have a homie who's 
you know, seeing a girl, she's never had sex before, but he's totally cool with it. He's down to ride it out. That's that's beautiful. That's great. Yeah, that's awesome. I think it's at different times in your life, really. You know, we're in our mid twenties. I guess we've kind of lived a we've lived a long. What's the right word here? Not just a long life, but a long life to enjoy that stage in the early twenties where you can party, have fun, mingle, do your thing. You're trying to politely say that your cock's been seasoned, right? <laughs> uh no, 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 no. Well, we yeah, okay. Anyways, I guess at this age, it's it's a little different. It's a little different. You hey. could you could ride it out. Hey, fair enough, man. If you, well, I can't even ask you anymore. You're married, bro. We should another host here, bro. <laughs> I was going to say, if you met a girl at this age and she was just perfect for you, but she wanted to wait, I think you'd be more inclined to possibly kind of ride it out because it's just sex. Yeah, I mean, it's, that's, that's it'd be tough, though. Yeah, no. I, I, yeah. I applaud the guy for doing it. I'm saying I'd have a hard time. Yeah, no problem. No problem, people. I'm a, yeah, I'm a respectable dude. Yeah, so basically what we're saying is the Leafs, they, they missed their third chance and they're oh, screwed, yeah, so they're not going to win anything, basically. <laughs> if they face the Bruins. If they face the Bruins. What if the Lightning? What if, say, the Lightning slipped down? So now we're talking about the Lightning. Well, they are my number one team in the Atlantic. Let's get to them, man. Oh, man. Can, could the Leafs beat the Lightning? Do you think the Lightning can get over what happened last year? Because... I kind of compare it to to the Atlanta Falcons. Now, I know the Falcons made it to the Super Bowl. They made it to the climax and, and blew a fat lead. And they've kind of never been the same team since. Tampa Bay, what they did last year in the regular season, every everyone was picking Tampa to win the Cup because we've never seen a year like that. Like, I've never seen a year like that. You've never seen a year like that. The only people who've seen years like that are, are the people who are at the top of the NHL board, you know? The old heads running all the marketing campaigns just making this game old all the time. They're the only they're the only people that have ever seen a regular season like that. Tampa was supposed to do it last year, and they got embarrassed. Can they rebound? I think they can have a good regular season, but there's a big chance that that, that, that core, they'll never be the same in the playoffs. Like, I don't know. I don't know if they can do it. Here's, a, here's the reason I don't want to doubt the Tampa Bay Lightning. We've seen over the past few years a couple of those fan bases that have been much maligned, a lot of the teams that have choked time and time again, namely the St. Louis Blues and the Washington Capitals. Those are two teams who suffered a lot of losing, a lot of choking. And with that Washington court in particular, they got over the hump and they finally won it. Can this Tampa team rebound? I think they can for sure. I, I'm, I have them at the top of the Eastern Conference. They got, all the, they got more talent than anybody in the league from top to bottom. But it is a mental thing. It and is. The playoffs is a different game. Last year, we saw the St. Louis Blues, a team with, on paper, much less talent than Tampa Bay, play a great team game and get all the way there. You know, Tampa got rattled early last year. I think there's a good chance that they can go on a good run. Okay. Okay. So, but I, I should, think I should tell you why they're trash, too, because obviously Stevie Y cursed them, man. So. Stevie Y cursed them, man. You know, we're not even Maybe. talking about Braden Point. What if he holds out the whole year? He's like, fuck it. Did you see that there was a rumor that his offer was... Around five million. Yeah. Yo, what's the point of even, like, sending that deal? Well, that's a, here's the thing. I mean, we heard uh, Mike Luit, he's the agent for Ranton and Line. He talked about Ranton's comparable being Marner. Point True. had just as many points as Ranton and Marner last season. 
Are people are are they just gonna say that point's a product of Kucherov and Samkos? I think that's BS. Braden that's Point. That's what Tampa Bay's trying to say. Braden Point is one of those players. Now, obviously, this is easy to say. A lot of teams don't have a player like Braden Point. Real talk. I I've, I've barely seen a player like him in in my in my life watching hockey. No, your years. Some some small dude who tries his ass off and puts up mad numbers, mad numbers. You see the way he plays. It, it doesn't seem like a guy that's gonna put up ninety plus points, but he's doing it all the fucking time. Braden Point, a special player, a player that does not deserve five and a half million dollars. What are you doing? What are you doing? Disrespect. Figured out, Tampa. Sign point. Tampa, you're not winning the cup because you're not getting over what happened last year. I kind of have my doubts. I'm not even trying to play play along with the segment. I have my doubts about Tampa. Yeah, I don't blame it. Hey, we should be being, you know, someone honest on the segment. I mean, if we're being complete goofs, it should be pretty well known. But yeah, I, I feel you there. You seemed very passionate about that statement about the Tampa Bay Lightning not being able to get over the hump. Mm-hmm. It was There's real. More doubts from the, the heart. Thing. I mean, they got just as much talent. They lost JT Miller, sure, but Sergeyev's getting better. They got just as much talent, if not more. And their bottom six is young. Yeah, Matthew Joseph was had a great rookie season, man. He's going to get an increased role in this team. Anthony Sorelli, great player, great bottom six player. Kaloran, Palat, Johnson. There's there's a lot of good secondary scoring players in this team. Their defense is, looks looks Edmund, really good as well. McDonough. Yeah. Sergeyev, like have, you said. You could argue they have three number one defensemen. Got the Vesna winner on their team. Yeah. But can they just get over what happened last year, which was embarrassing? It takes time. We also forget that Johnson, Palat, Stamkos, Kucherov, Hedman, they all went to the cup final in 2015. Yeah. A lot of that same core is there. <laughs> that was five years ago, bro. What were you doing in 2015? But they, they, what was they I still, doing in 2015? They've still been there, man. They've been there. They've done that. You're right. It's, it's going to be easy to doubt the Lightning now, but I'll say they're going to make the playoffs, and they got all the, all the weapons to go on a long run. Boston versus Tampa. I'm taking Boston. Tampa versus Toronto. I think that's a little bit up in there. But I could see Toronto pull that off. It's going to be interesting, man. It's going to be interesting. Can't wait to watch it all unfold. Regular season, less than two weeks away. Woo-hoo. We're going to run a little segment here, man. This is the first meanwhile in Canada hey, hey. of the year. We're going to do really, it now? Re- really putting the bullshit emphasis on this one. Really? Literally, there's, I can't there's, wait, man. there's shit in this story. There's some shit. Oh, shit. Like real shit. It's nasty, what bro. You're going to have to find out on the other side, man. Meanwhile in Canada. Each day, a busy beaver can shift 10 times its own body weight. Alrighty then. I grew up in Canada. I have not been around someone who wasn't high on pot for the past 15 years. Nancy, please don't trip on me, baby, okay? Did we get her done? Well, that depends. Can you go fuck yourself? Do I look Canadian? We did it because we love our country and not for any other reason, no other reason. They can throw the money uh, for the pension fund out the window, they can throw anything they want out the window. We came because we love Canada. All right, Kyle. So this is the first Meanwhile in Canada segment of the season. And it involves shit. It literally involves shit. Because here's the headline. Nasty. In Canada, there's a, an experiment done recently to confirm if you can make a knife out of frozen feces. Why? What, what do you mean an experiment? By a university? Yeah. No. Yeah. Are you serious? Yep. Why? Are people getting bored? Is there nothing else to to fucking do out here in Canada? 
Well, here's, Damn, dude. here's where it all started. Look at some fucking polar bears or something, man. What the hell is this? This is some bullshit. I'm embarrassed right now for the first time being a Canadian. Well, here's a Canadian angle on it. Uh, a UBC anthropologist and oh popular writer. Oh, my God. Writer. From here, too? Yep. Damn, UBC. yo. What up, Vancouver? <laughs> How's Vancouver ever going to get put on the international map? Can, you reco- can they recover from this? I don't know, man. But, but here's how it went. So basically, this writer, he heard an old story from an Inuit man, uh, you know, apparently in the 40s, 50s. There was this Inuit man. He was banished from uh, his colony. Um, so he refused to move into a settlement and got kicked out. And they, to punish this guy, they took away all his tools. So the man claimed that no. he was able to make a knife out of his frozen turd. And he sharpened it. By using a spray of saliva. And he allegedly says he was able to kill a dog with his knife of frozen feces. Wait, wait, wait. Hold up. Hold up. Why did he kill the dog? Well, he had to eat. Holy shit. Yeah. This is a fucked up story. Again, this is a tale. There's no, I mean, no one was around. Well, there was people around, but the guy who wrote it wasn't around at this time. He's just hearing stories through, um other people as well so anyways scientists actually made an experiment to see if a human turd could be used as a knife to kill a dog and survey says it's not possible a human turd but but the the turd is frozen right yeah and then kind of just super hard they said they carved out into a knife and it wouldn't be able to do it Yep. Well, he got. I'm not surprised. Um, yeah, it's it's. This it's is the dumbest idea. shit I've ever heard I've, in my life. I mean, I, <laughs> <laughs> I never thought about using a turd as a knife before. I'm not gonna lie, dude. There's nothing I've ever imagined using a turd for. <laughs> you know? Never wanted to fling shit at someone before. No, I've never been that like, yo. You ever lit lit, lit a bag of crap on fire and put it on? I've had friends who've done that to another friend of theirs. <laughs> yeah, think about That's that. Savage man. Like, they were in grade 8, absolute brats at the time. I don't know what the other homie did, but they were so choked that they actually did it. Now, think about that process. Taking a shit in a bag alongside your other homie. So, whoever's the third person in that in that threesome that's taking the shit in the bag before they light it on fire and put it on someone's doorstep, that's uncomfortable, man. That's weird. What are we doing here? Yeah, that's that's a bit much for a joke. Like, I'm not gonna lie. Like that's dog dog crap much. is one thing because you're picking it up with the bag, but to crap yourself in the bag is that what you're saying your friend did? They don't have dogs. <laughs> None of them had dogs. Oh man, that's that's taking it one step too far. <laughs> Yo, that's extreme. I just thought about Jesus. that because I guess I, I'm never I'm never like taking a deep dive into how this prank came about or how it even is made. But but you just said the whole dog shit thing. My friends did it the other way. I'm thinking in my head, that's how everyone did it. But no, it makes more sense if you just pick up some dog shit and do it. <laughs> Wait, yo, my friends are fucked, yo. We've got a couple. Rev- we've got a couple of revelations today. You can use dog turd, not human turd, to light it and put it on someone's doorstep. Yeah, much easier than a human turd. And you also learn that you can't make a knife out of your own crap. So and, this yeah. is this is an educational show. I've I've heard, <laughs> I've heard enough. Um, real talk. I've I've just heard enough of this segment i don't even want to talk about it anymore i'm well, so i'm so pissed off that it, well i shouldn't be pissed off i guess the study was done here nothing was really i mean how did they do this study scientifically 
Well, they, to go back to it, they basically, they collected the raw material. They froze it at negative 20 Who Celsius. Who shit was this? Well, so, I mean, someone had to crap. It was one of Holy the professors. Shit, Apparently, they dude. actually went on like a higher fiber diet to try to get more. Uh... Are you lying? <laughs> yeah, I'm not dead serious. Are you serious? Yeah, I'm serious. They went all the way? Yeah, they really wanted to know if this was possible. Anyways, if any of you tried at home, uh, don't send us don't send us any photos or videos, but do tell us about it. I'd, no, I'd be curious to hear. Don't even don't even like. No, I want to hear. Don't listen honestly, to Kyle. I want to hear if, if you guys experience. If you with stop it. listening, that's totally fine. Because that's ah, man, I can't even get it out of my mind. And a dog died in the process of the story, supposedly. Yeah, back in the forties. Yeah. Damn, man, you're listening to Silky and Filthy. You're home for puck talking bullshit. We got to run an ad. This might be our last ad run. <laughs> we might get fired after this. We'll see you on the other side. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, you're back to Silky and Filthy, and we talked a lot of shit in the last segment. <laughs> I'm going to ask you this. My last, the team I have finishing last in the Metro Division, we're going to rip through the final eight teams in the Eastern Conference here. Hey. I'm predicting that the Columbus Blue Jackets finish last in the division. Do you think that is a BS opinion? I don't, I think that's a bold take, man. I think that's a bold take. I think that's a damn bold take, man. And it could be true. A lot of change over there. They also have John Tortorella as a coach who is one of my favorite head coaches. I mean, I would love to play play for that guy for two years. Now, a lot of things have happened there. I wonder how those players are going to react to not only the changes on the ice, but how Tortorella may handle a team that's just not as good anymore. You're right. It's, it's going to be an interesting year to see Torts uh, handle that young group. They still got some young studs, man. Pierre-Luc Dubois, you know, they made the right choice draft to give him number three. Great young center. Cam Atkinson, still 30-plus goal guy, but he's had some up and down seasons too. Um, if I'm looking for a number one reason to watch this team, it's Zach, it's, um, Zach Wierenski and Seth Jones. Yeah. Probably one of the best young pairs in the league. We just talked about Krug and McAvoy before. Um, the league's training towards more entertaining defensemen. We've also talked about Heiskin and Dahlin on the show. No, 100%, man. And I, I'm, excited, I'm excited to see that pairing. I expect big things from Seth Jones this year. Even bigger things. When Zach Wierenski signed that deal, there were, there were a lot of people in the community, especially the fancy stack community, a community that I'm trying to learn more about trying to understand the stats i did buy a book on it i think it was called stat shot it's complicated damn speaking of complicated stuff when Moransky signed that deal there were these charts out speaking about how he wasn't that good in his own zone and these charts were fucked up they're just like little blobs of color on this fucking what, diagram you, you a heat map a heat map uh, when i looked at that first and they, i saw the name Moransky, i thought he was sick i thought he got i thought he got ill i was scared what the fuck is that, dude? What the fuck is that? Every time I've seen Wierenski play, he's fun to watch. He he He's suited for what I think the NHL is all about now. It, games are changing. Times are changing. How good do you have to be in your own zone? Uh, obviously, you want your best defenseman, one of your best defensemen to be good there, but if, if he's doing such amazing things in the offensive zone, don't you think the balance is there where he can kind of get away with it? I think the balance is there. and I mean, they've both shown... Uh, they're just so mobile from the back end. And you know what? We, we were talking before about how your team can win the cup. 
if you're in the bottom of the division at least. Yeah. Columbus, how can they win the cup? Even though I have them ranked last in the Metro. How? They need they need Zach Jones and Wierenski to both be Norris candidates. Both of them. They need the rest of that defense. You know, Marcus Nudevara, David Savard, good defenseman too. Yeah. The defense needs to be the core of this team. And they got the goalie with the best name in hockey, Elvis Merzlinkis. Holy shit. From Latvia. I know, I know Torch speaks game. highly of him. Speaks highly of him. Got a great name. Like you said, if Columbus is going to win the cup this year, you know, that defense is already the nucleus of that team. They just got to be better. And I think you made a nice a nice little funny quote, uh, funny saying there. Seth Jones, Wierenski, they both have to be Norris candidates. Two, like, they got to be two of the three, the finalists for the Norris. Both of them. It's got to happen if Columbus doesn't want to be last in the Metro, which is where I have them this season. Bold. I just don't got a lot of trust in their goaltending. Don't got a lot of trust in their depth. Yeah. Up front. Yo, going, from, there. going from Bobrovsky to Merzlinkis and Corpusalo, who wasn't great last season in the NHL. Yo, you look at Sergei Bobrovsky's stats, and now he signed that long deal with Florida. Let's say he has great success over there. We're looking at a Hall of Fame goalie. We really are. Yeah. And who would have thought? He's kind of just that awkward guy. He's not really vocal or anything like that. Look at the look at the fucking numbers and look at what Columbus is going to be missing. Sergei Bobrovsky. One of the best players in the NHL. Yeah, they lost a big piece of their team there. Uh, number seven. This might be bold, too. They finished second in the conference last season. I have the New York Islanders seventh in the Metro this season. That's a big fall for a team that, you know, made it to the made it to the semifinals last season. You don't believe. I don't believe. I'm not believing in the Islanders. You don't believe in the system. Now, obviously, the Islanders, they got rid of Robert Lehner. Or Robin Lehner. Did I say Robert Lehner? You did. That's so proper of you. That is. Robin Laner. It's Robin Laner. It's proper, but it's not proper at it's all. Not, it just yeah. sounds proper. Robert's a cool name. Anyways, Robin Laner, they got rid of this guy. He had a great year last year, but they just believe in the system so much that they can just put whoever they want in net. Right. So you don't think that the system that Barry Trotz has put in to the minds of these players on the island will work again this year? I have a feeling that they can't. I just don't know if they can be much better than they were last season, and the whole division around them has gotten better. Now, that being said, I could easily see them being in the playoffs again. I could see them being better than young teams in New York, in New Jersey, who improved this offseason. I could see them being better than both those teams. I could see them being better than the Flyers, who are perennially average, but never bad. Mm -hmm. I could probably see, like, could they be better than Washington, Carolina, or Pittsburgh? Probably not. I mean, they could be, though. I mean, look, look their defense, you're right. It's one of the best defenses in the league. It was underrated. Mm-hmm. Could Varlamov succeed in the system? Of course he could. Yeah, I think they, he could. They allowed some of the least, like I think the second least scoring chances at even strength last season. So you don't, I don't even have to be goofy to say why this team could win the cup. They do have a great system. I just don't think, again, I don't think they have enough firepower and I don't think they could be better than they were last season and I think their goaltending has taken a hit. Okay. What I'm going to say is, is correct and why this team is going to win the cup, all right? It's because Matthew Barzell, shout out to Coquitlam, Matthew fucking Barzell, He's looking around the league. He knows he has one year left on that ELC. He's looking around the league. Matthew Barzell is going to put up 100 points this year. And he's going to get paid a lot of money. Even more. Even more than Mitchell Marner. Because he's putting up 100. And he's leading that team to the Stanley Cup Finals. That's a take right there, man. That's we a talked, fucking we talked take about right BC. there, man. Barzell That's might be the best player take, from man. BC Yo, in the let's game. Let's hear right this side. Matthew Barzell. That's a fucking 100 take. 100 points. That's a fucking take right there. 
Well, they might win the cup. That, they might win the cup now after that. Yeah. The team I have ahead of them in number at number six in the Metro, the New Jersey Devils. I mean, this team was terrible last year. They were playing the half their team was AHL guys towards the end of the year. But they're gonna have a healthy Taylor Hall. They got PK Subban in the mix. Boom boom. And they drafted Jack Hughes first overall. Boom boom. He already looks silky. Silky. Silky as hell in the preseason. He may be one of those silkier players in the league. I think the Hughes oh, brothers, man. just in general, they're they're silky. That's a good good description, and they're filthy. And if I'm asking a question about you know the Devils, the Hughes brothers, are both Jack and Quinn Calder finalists this year? Yeah, they're both front runners. Yeah, you think it'll happen? That'd be fun. That'd be fun. Why I, not? Would, I think it'd be the first time brothers. We'd have to look that up. The first yeah. time that brothers are ever both Calder candidates in the same year. We're getting ahead of ourselves. The season's even started, but Jack Hughes. Unbelievable talent. Unbelievable. Quinn Hughes, I'm buying the hype. Where's the hype button, man? Oh, man. Let's go get off Quinn the Canucks, Hughes. man. Talk about the fucking Devils, man. Oh. Trevor pressed the button. I like it, man. Trevor, man. Anytime you want to press my buttons, press them, yo. I will, man. Not a hey. problem. Hey. So that, that's why the Devils are going are gonna to win the couple, obviously. It's that Taylor Hall plus Jack Hughes. Jack Hughes. Hey. Music. Sprinkle a little uh, PK Subban in there. Talking cup, baby. Okay, so you think that everything kind of has to line up for them to have success this year and ultimately win the Stanley Cup. Who's their goalie again? Corey Schneider and no. Mackenzie Blackwood. My guy, Mackenzie Blackwood. Good guy. Solid goalie. I think when he was on his little run there, he kind of reminded me of Corey Schneider. He's super calm in net. Super calm. Good rebound control. When Schneider was in his prime. But Schneider had a good finish the last season. He did. Forget. He did. So now there's a little bit of competition there. And now you got, again, Subban Hughes. You got Taylor Hall, healthy. You also got the guy from uh, Nikita Gusev. Nikita. Nikita Gusev. What a, what a fucking name. We haven't even mentioned the first overall pick in 2017, Nico Heischer. Nico Heischer, great player. They got some talent there, man. They got some speed there. Ray Sherrill, he's not fucking around. I think he's setting a good foundation. I think his charisma, his attitude with this team. You know what he's, who was that player? Was it Pavel Zaka? No. Pavel Zaka, yeah. Yeah. Guy, guy didn't want to sign a deal. Ray Sherrill didn't give a fuck because he held his rights. He said it. He said, it. I like that personality. I like that. And Pavel Zaka ended up signing, you know, a relatively good deal for what he is. It worked yeah. out for both sides. New Jersey, I think they can do something this year, man. I think they kind of have to do something too. We always bring up the money thing, especially this early in the season. Taylor Hall is a UFA at the end of the year. Taylor Hall right. ha has sounded off a couple times about how he likes the way the league is going. He he thinks that players deserve that. That loyalty is kind of doesn't have to be there anymore. He's going to hit the market. They have to impress him. They have to impress him. This is a big year for the Devils. You talked about Hughes. Hughes may be that guy, right? That does it does it for them. That brings Hall back. Big year for the Devils. The Devils are winning the cup because because Ray Sherrill's a fucking man and everything is going to hit right. Shout out to P.K. Subban, shout out to Gusev, shout out to Hall, shout out to Hughes, shout out to Schneider, shout out to Blackwood, the Devils, bringing before, that cup back before, to you. Before we get to number five in the division, I mean, the thing about the Devils, they were probably, if you're looking at the teams in the league last season, probably one of the most forgettable teams. Mm -hmm. You're not tuning into a lot of Devils games if you yeah, have a choice. 100%. They're going to be a fun team to watch they this are, year. man. Taylor Hall has to stay healthy, and that team will yeah. be a, a very fun team to watch. Yeah. Can't wait to watch some Devils hockey this season going to be a good time. I also can't wait to watch this team. They were also garbage last season, but the New York Rangers, I have them as fifth in the division. I don't have them quite climbing that ladder much higher yet. There's still a lot of question marks in this team. Their number two center could be 
Philip Peter, Elias Anderson, a very, very unproven players at this point in their career. But man, Jacob Truba, Artemi Panarin, those are exciting names. Kapo Kako could be an absolute beast this year. He is already a man amongst boys. How do you say the name again? Kapo Kako. Kapo Kako. Yeah. That dude, that dude, I'm going to make a bold pick right now. The Rangers are going to be a good team, a strong team this year because Capo Caco is scoring 45 goals this year. Woo! That is, that's beyond hot, 45 man. goals! Let the siren go, buddy. For fucking Capo Caco. Yeah, I'm not sure if he's quite going to hit that yet, but... He's we're crazy. We're talking about a guy who has Patrick Laine's shot and he has a lot of other tools. And the work ethic. Yeah. This guy's a hustler. A hustler in the corners. I've only seen highlights, you know? And all the highlights pretty much take place in the offensive zone. This dude is fucking lethal. Lethal. He's great. He's exactly what, what you want if, if you're a Rangers fan. Elite talent. Elite forward talent. Hey, Rangers, they may, they may sneak up and win that Stanley Cup, man. Everything has to go right, too. Capo Caco, 45 goals. Artemi Panarin, 105 points, 110 points. Henrik Lundqvist, Vesna. Yeah, you want to talk about the Rangers are winning the cup? It's the last team we're doing it for on the Eastern Conference episode of Silky and Filthy. The Rangers are winning the cup because Henrik Lundqvist is inspired Mm -hmm. by the moves made in the Mm offseason. He's inspired by the young guys Mm -hmm. coming in. Kako, Kravstov, Hedl. Then you got Artemi Panarin, Jacob Truba. This team has some juice, man. It has this some team star make some power, noise. some pizzazz. And it, and it revitalizes Henrik Lundqvist, who goes on to have a Vesna season. Okay, so if the Rangers are going to do good, and we're talking about the goaltending, we're talking about Lundqvist, maybe they do good also in that department because of who that backup is. Now, I don't know how to say his name. I don't know much about him, but I'm seeing tweets, and shout-out to our boy, Andrew Chelney. Shout-out to Chell Squared. Go check it out. Leave a review. That's what he wants. They're talking about this goalie who's, in, who's coming up for them. He was in the KHL last year. Put up some monster stats, bro. I'm looking at like a 24 and I, I, I would say less than five losses. So 24 wins, less than five losses, uh, like a goals against of like under two. Can you read those out? Yeah, well, he had a save percentage of what, 0.9, just over 0.95 last year. 95% save percentage, man. Damn. Are you kidding me? How do you say the guy's name? Igor Shesterkin. Oh, I'm not sure? Igor Shesterkin. Just Gersten. I can't even... Why am I saying it like that, dude? (laughs) I can't wait to watch... You've said this many times. A bit of a sidetrack here. This is your home for puck talk and bullshit. Silky and filthy. I'm actually so excited excited to watch hockey this year. And and part of that reason is because I can't wait to get back into the routine of watching every game, every highlight package, and and figuring out how to say these guys' names. And the name thing is, is big, man, for sure. That's impressive. Imagine this, okay? Let me paint a fucking scenario here, okay? Trevor, Kyle, Silky and Filthy, world tour. Not just a fucking tour, world tour. And Woo. one and one of our stops are in Russia, okay? Now, Trevor, you're married, so you just got to, you know, make sure I get home, right? Get back to the hotel. But imagine if I could speak somewhat fluent Russian. You know, saying those names, practicing those names, watching the NHL every single day. Man. My chances through well, the roof. We'll have to have Andrew Chelney back on for maybe some Russian lessons, man. He is 100%. Fluent. He is Shout fluent. out to Chelney. Shout out to Chell Square. He met Rick Ross, dude. Not bad. Dude, dude met that, Rick Ross. At the time, my father in law met Flo Rida. And then he texted us being like, I met the Flo Rida. 
Hey, ironically, <laughs> both uh, both from Florida. <laughs> there you go, man. Damn. Well, Florida connection there. Silky and filthy. Connection. Silky and filthy. Talk, talk, and bullshit. Number four in the Metro, I have predicted, the Philadelphia Flyers. And now we're switching to why they are trash. And this is pretty easy for Philly, I think. They signed Kevin Hayes for seven years, seven million a year. When Brock Fisher's making 5.8 million. I know the whole UFA, RFA thing. But if you're looking at this from a value standpoint, holy hell, the Flyers are just, That's a they're long destined deal. to be perennially average. You can't sign these guys like Kevin Hayes, the second, third line center, for Whoa. seven years, seven million dollars a season. I dropped third the top line of their center. lineup. Vorchek and Drew—they've been great, but they tend to have on again, off again seasons. They're going downhill. Nolan Patrick—I mean, they could have had Elias Pettersson. Shout out to Elias Pettersson. This team is—I mean, Carter Hart could be the difference. If you talk about why they're going to win the cup, maybe Carter Hart's the difference. But this team seems destined to be perennially average once again. I see them squeaking in the playoffs, losing in the first round, and a summer full of questions about how is this team ever going to get it done. That pretty much is what the Philadelphia Flyers have been for almost a decade. Yeah. <laughs> almost a decade. It's a long time. It's a long time. I mean, again, Drew's a great player. You know, they they went to the cup in 2010, but you know, they've just been average every season. Seven straight years. Haven't gone out of the first round. It's a long time in Philly. Yeah, they've been making the playoffs. Yeah, they've been somewhat entertaining, but they're just not good enough to be among the league's elite. And the season's gonna be no different. Yeah, I think if the Philadelphia Flyers, who you have ranked fourth in the division, if they're they're gonna be trash, we're doing the flip side. Carter Hart, he just kind of has a sophomore type of year. He's a goalie. That's a hard position to play at his age. Yeah, it really is. And at the expectations, we're talking about the Philadelphia Flyers, man. Which organization in the world of sport? has suffered at one position like the Philadelphia Flyers have had with goaltending. I mean, you could kind of kind of talk about Cleveland and their quarterback situation right. prior to Baker. That's how bad the goaltending's been there. Yeah. And they've had Brzezgalov and Bobrovsky, and it's, it's still deemed a bad spot for a goalie. Well, they got rid of Bobrovsky young. That was part of the problem, right? Yeah. I mean, they went to the cup final with Michael Layden and Ned. It's, it's, and Boucher. <laughs> yeah, Brian Boucher. Shout out to Brian Boucher. I don't. You could say that this team hasn't been good since the the John Van Viesbroek and Roman Chikmanic days, man. Early two thousands. It's been a long time for the Philadelphia Flyers since they had that kind of goaltending. Carter Hart. I think it's different to be the guy. He's going to be the difference now. And this defense is young. I think if you're going to talk about the Flyers, Travis Sanheim, Ivan oh, Provorov, yeah. great defensemen, young guys. They have some time to to gel and get better in that area. That could get them over the hump. But I see this team being average once again, Kyle. Maybe Nolan Patrick. Takes a step. Maybe, man. Maybe he doesn't. Maybe he doesn't. Maybe he takes a step back. Damn. Number three, I have the Pittsburgh Penguins. I'm going to tell you why they're trash, and this is pretty easy. There's an article today from Josh Yo of The Athletic about Eric Branson and Jack Johnson being the Pittsburgh Penguins' third pairing. Eric Branson. Now, Pittsburgh fans will tell you he had a little mini resurgence there. He wasn't yeah. the same player we saw in Vancouver. This is Erica Brands we're talking about. Didn't have a great playoffs. I mean, he was it wasn't helping the fact that the Pittsburgh Penguins got swept. I know we're talking about a third pairing on a team with Sidney Crosby. A third and a pairing that's, you know, combined cap it is like what, over eight million dollars? Yep. Around there. Yeah. This is uh, it's a black hole for the Penguins right now. I mean, don't get me wrong, I I still think this team has enough their top four looks good with with Schultz. 
And they got um, Latang and Doom was the top pairing. Ah, you're trying to be so nice to them right now. It doesn't look that good. I mean, they have the names there. But we have to bring in, like, the health of Latang. If he, like, you know, misses time. And we shouldn't, we should never, you know, think about injury when it comes to a player and just but assume. Latang and Mall going to miss a lot of time in Yeah, they have. They have. They have. That, that decor, we brought up those two names back there. And just look around. They're not that mobile. They're not that mobile. I mean, Schultz, Latang, and Dumlin. I, I mean, maybe not so Dumlin. Yeah, you're right. I don't know. Yeah, you know I'm, I'm buying I, that. Is Schultz like the best skater in the world? Is, is he still doing that? I think I think Schultz is a pretty no, good skater. skater. Yeah. You know, I gotta watch more hockey, man. Shout out to Silky and Filthy. You're home for puck talking bullshit. You're home for puck talking bullshit. <laughs> Will Pittsburgh be the home of the Stanley Cup this season? You I'm never s- know. You never know. You never know. With it's hard to doubt Crosby. Crosby. You never know with Malkin and Crosby. Now, I've heard a couple people talk about how they believe under the radar. Now, I don't know how Evgeny Malkin can stay under the radar, but the people are thinking that this guy's going to break out this year even more. Like, he's going to, he's going to, quote-unquote, bounce back. He had a good year last year. Yeah, bounce he, back gonna, after he had almost 80 points. Yeah, he's going to have a monster year. That's what some people are saying. And he is one of the most talented people that I've seen play the game of hockey. If, if Pittsburgh does want success, Crosby and Malkin, they might have to be, like, we're talking about pulling off seasons that, are in their top three of all time. And they can still do it. They're that talented. They could still do it. I'm also going to ask this before we go to the top two in the Metro. Okay. Do you think Pittsburgh, do you think there's a good chance Pittsburgh misses the playoffs this season? I know the hockey news, actually, they went a little bold. I think they had the pretty much the opposite of me. They had Pittsburgh missing the playoffs and the Islanders winning the division or wow. way high up there. Wow, Barry Trotz. That so, system. But they had Pittsburgh missing the playoffs. I thought that was pretty bold. I just don't think, unless there's a big injury to Crosby or Malkin, I have a hard time seeing yeah, this team too. missing the playoffs. We're talking about two of the best players to ever play the game of hockey on the same team, centers. You know, we had Geno Malkin calling shots. Calling shots this offseason. This guy wants to win. He said, Phil Kessel goes or I go. Phil Kessel went. Yo, let's talk about that trade a bit before we move on. Galchenyuk, he's been bounced around a couple times now. High draft pick. You see the talent there. We saw Pittsburgh try it out and, and still trying it out. And it's kind of working with guys like Bustad and Jared McCann. Do you think Elchenia can can reach a new level, a level that was kind of expected in Montreal, was expected when they made that trade for him, Arizona, Max Domi? Can he do something with great players like Malkin and Crosby, watching them closely? I mean, yes, I can. I do think he can have a career here in Pittsburgh. I think he probably will have a career in Pittsburgh. Here's the thing, the thing I'll say about Galchenyuk. He's very similar, similar to Phil Kessel in the sense that He's not great defensively. He makes mistakes. He coughs at the puck. He's almost like a Nikolai Goldobin on steroids, you could say. Mm. You know, he's he's not going to be the coach's favorite guy. He's and not. He's not. Yeah, but I think he will put up career numbers, but he could give the coach headaches, and, you know, he's probably not going to put up 80, 90 points like Phil Kessel did as well. He seems like a good guy, though. You know, I'm cheering for this guy. Yeah. I'm cheering hey, for Jared McCann, too. He's the pride of that 2012 draft, because, I mean, you know, Nelly Akapov, Ryan Murray, the only guys that went ahead of him. Damn, yo. Jared McCann. I know we just talked about Galchenyuk. We'll end it on Jared McCann. Watch out for him. I think we're seeing 40 points, and I think we're seeing, you know, the evolution of a player that's going to be a piece of shit for other teams to play against. I really do. Bold take, Jared McCann. See what happens. Yeah, let's see what happens. Number two, I really wanted to pick them as the winner of the division. I just, I don't quite believe it. I wanted to be bold, but I have the Carolina Hurricanes second in the division. And I have a hard time... Saying why they're trash. Actually, like their goaltending isn't great. Like Mrazic's up and down. 
Reimer's their backup. But, man, this team, they're, they're lacking a bit of star power. I mean, Aho and Teravine are great and all, but they're maybe lacking a, a bit of high-end talent. But, man, one of the best defenses in the league. They got great depth. They added Eric Hall in the offseason. They're going to have a full season of Nino Niederreiter. Ooh. Shout out Minnesota Wild for hooking, the Minnesota, for hooking these who, who guys Who did up. they add? Eric Hall, right? They had Eric oh, Hall from player. Vegas. I love that guy. Yeah. Matt Carolina, they got scoring on all four lines. Mobile D. If the goaltending holds up, this is going to be a great team, man. There's a lot of talent here. And they're looking to add pieces. There's rumors about Falk being traded for a top six forward. They can swing something like that. Still have a solid D. Man, I'm I'm really liking Carolina this season. I'm digging it. I think the only way that they don't succeed this year is that, you know, last year was a bit of a fluke. Rob Brendamore had this team playing their best hockey. You could kind of compare Carolina to what Vegas did the year before. Kind of similar. It's kind of similar teams. I mean, we're not talking about a lot of star power, but we're talking about a lot of good players who play well in the system and who are just full of tenacity. Right. They don't give up. And now they added Jay Garner to that mix. We're going to see that team break out on every pairing. Well, this team doesn't have your typical sluggish stay-at-home defenseman. Yeah, like Pesky, uh, Brett Pesky and uh, Jakob Slavin. Those Slavin guys, might be the star. Oh, he he was like he might the, be the star the of Conn that team. Smythe running in the playoffs last year, he was amazing. He was amazing, and he might break out this year. We might talk about a guy, you know, get some Norris votes. I gotta say this: get this, a lot of Norris. This votes. division does have probably the most competition, top to bottom. I could see any of these teams making the playoffs. I could see probably all of them, except perhaps our top, my top guy or the top team, Washington. I can see all of them missing as well. Like there is a there's a lot of ebb and flow. But Carolina, it's it's hard to argue with. They, they could have the best defense in the league, the most mobile defense, like you said. And you know, when you're built from the back out like that, it's 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 a recipe for success. They just need the goaltending to hold up. No, they do. And um, I'm a fan of Carolina. I liked how they brought way more personality to the game that we've seen in years. And it was a collective effort too, which means more players, not just one or two, were being were being highly charismatic on that team. We saw the whole roster kind of embody what they were doing. Now they did lose Justin Williams who's taking a break from hockey. He might come back a bit later, you know, add some spice to that mix when the timing is right. I hope that he left what he needed to leave there and it carries on because Carolina, we need teams like that. We need fun teams. And I hope they still do it. You know, the storm storm surge, I think they're going to have to be a little bit more creative because then it'll get boring. So they have, which means they got to spice it up even more. Give me a, give me a prediction. Right now, I'm putting you on the spot. Ready. Think of a celebration for them. That's different. We saw everything from Duck Duck Goose. Everything from what? That stick on the ground. Was it like an Avengers thing? We saw... Didn't we see a Limbo too? We probably did. We saw them racing. Blue line to blue line. Or red line to red line. Damn, what's the prediction here? What what can we... Can, hide and seek? Hide and seek like the players I'm, go I'm on the stands? I'm, I'm thinking something like... Okay, so in Carolina, they have uh, Lacos Tacos, the Eddie Lacks little taco shack. Maybe they have some kind of, uh, some, some uh, like, Cinco de Mayo celebration, you know? Like, mm. some kind of spicy Mexican celebration. Hey, like, they salsa, like salsa a, dancing? Yeah, yeah, something like that. Okay. Or, like, okay. oh, maybe a little, um, not the bull riding, but, you know, when they... They bring a bull out? Yeah, yeah, they bring a bull out. Oh, the bull runs around, they're just like, no, don't get me, you know? Yeah, yeah, the guy waves a little red flag and Holy has to... Holy shit, that could be crazy. Yeah, like, I'm guessing the league would step in. I don't know. I think you should get a bull on the ice, and that'd be that'd be pretty inter- interesting to to watch, man. Yeah, they, they don't they don't have their old bull, Michael Furland, So they, now they need a real bull. Damn, 
There's so many things they could they could do. They got to be creative with it. You know, figure it out. Keep it going. Can't wait to see. Last team on the Silky and Filthy Eastern Conference preview. I have the Washington Capitals finishing first overall in the Metro Division. But oh. let me tell you why they're trash, Kyle. Yes, they might have won the Stanley Cup a year ago. They might have been drinking their faces off and swimming around in fountains. But we saw last year that the Washington Capitals are still not immune to choking. Yes, mm-hmm. they lost to a good Hurricanes team last season. Mm-hmm. But this is this is a team that's lost a lot of big games in the playoffs. They lost another one last year against the Carolina Hurricanes. A game, a series they deserve to lose. They were the slower team in that series. And it could hurt them going deep in the playoffs. It could. Have they, fully, have they fully left behind all the choking? It really depends how much... How much production they can still get from Ovechkin. Because what he's doing right now, it's it's magical. It's fascinating. It's it's not supposed to happen. He keeps doing what he's doing. I think Washington doesn't doesn't do well this year. I, I don't even got an answer for this, bro. I'm I'm freezing up. I they're they're still deep. They still got a great team in front of them, man. I mean, I have them finishing first in the Metro yeah. for a reason. They what, got what, it all. They got a deep defense. Why wouldn't they be good this year? I mean, yeah, like if Ovechkin doesn't score 45 goals, that's the only reason, man. He's obviously scoring 45 goals. I know, goals. man. No chance. I know, dude. This team still has it. Nick Backstrom. But here, He's UFA, a- maybe. Okay. I know we're supposed to talk about them being trash, but like, yo, we might get another like career type of year from Backstrom, knowing that money's being thrown around. I mean, here's the other thing I'm curious about with Washington. You want to re- We're giving you reasons to watch these teams here on Silk and Filthy because we love hockey. I want to watch every team play. Mm-hmm. Oh, you want a reason to watch the Washington Capitals? Mm-hmm. I mean, if they don't play well, what's going to happen with Holby and Backstrom? They're both UFAs. They're both UFAs. Hey, there you go. A big year. Big year in Washington. Big year in Washington, but I do think that both of them will stay in Washington. I really yeah. do. I really do. They seem like Capitals for I life see, type I of guys. I can see Holby going. But I, I think Backstrom's going to be there. It's always it's always hard signing that goaltender. It yeah. really is. And it really is when that goaltender is entering his 30s. How long do you want to lock that guy up for? How much money do you want to pay this guy? And Holtby deserves a fat contract. He really does. This is a big year for Washington. Now that you bring them up, I could see Washington going all the way again, man. I really could. You yeah. know, Ovechkin seems like the type of guy, that core seems like the type of core... That, that one cup is not enough. That one cup is not enough. Yeah, I mean, look, he's it's always been about Ovechkin and Crosby. He's mm-hmm. still two cups behind Crosby. You think Ovechkin's not hungry to win more? You're wrong. Obviously yeah. he wants to win again. This guy's a gamer, man. He's a gamer. Yeah, I, they got a great team top to bottom. I mean, they've, they've got the same core that they had mm-hmm. you know, two seasons ago. In and the they lost now. Oshie last year, right? Well, they didn't lose him, but yeah, he got hurt. Him. Yeah, he yeah, got they hurt. lost him before the playoffs. It's a big ad. Yeah. It's a huge ad. I mean, they still got it's it's a pretty solid one two three with Kuznetsov. Oh yeah, and Backstrom and Eller down the middle. Yeah, I mean, it is. and Kuzi's one of the best players in the league. Yeah, he's gonna have something to prove too after his little uh, yeah suspension for the Coco. I know. Man. Why would he lie about that? I know, man. Sometimes when the you're video on top of the was world, there. I think he yeah. tried getting around it, but it's it's like yo, at that point they're gonna test you. Don't lie about it. Take the bullet. True enough, man. But only three games. What's your take on that? Yeah, that's my take on that. Is uh, I don't know. It's, it's hard because I think 
when you look at the younger people who watch the game, do you really want, like, do, it, does it, like, kind of make cocaine look not that bad? Like, oh, this NHL player, Dick Cocaine, he's, we're going to suspend him for only three games of an 82-game season. But wouldn't you think it would be kind of more? And we're well, talking that's what, that's about what I'm cocaine. thinking. Like, I think if they suspended him 10 games, no one would have batted an eye. Yeah, nobody would. That's what I'm saying. Three, three seems like a bit of an odd number. I agree. <laughs> it, it did. I mean, uh, my, my personal opinion is that. <laughs> Why? Him, him doing cocaine off the ice. I mean, there's probably a lot of players doing it who aren't getting oh, 100%, caught. Who aren't getting 100%. Suspended. I would say, I don't know. I worked at a jersey store before and I had a lot of people, strangers, you know, they're not really resources, who, who talked about how they would party with players. You know, Vancouver's a, a good spot for away players to come and have a good time. At the Roxy. It seems like the only spot that's known internationally. You know, the Roxy. For whatever reason. They've talked about doing, you know, having a little fun. Hitting the slopes with some NHL players. And it being their their favorite day ever. Yeah, I, I guarantee Kuznetsov is not the only one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, and that's Straight what I'm on defense about. Because I don't think him doing cocaine has a lot to do with the NHL and his performance. But from... A PR standpoint for mm-hmm. all the younger players that, or the younger guys that are in the game as teenagers. Like, I, yeah. was, I was eating this stuff up when I was a teenager. Yeah. Do you really want to set that as your precedent? I, I mean, I think 10 games would have been a nice nice round number. Mm-hmm. I mean, Washington, yeah. Washington's fine without him, too, for 10 yeah. games. They would have been all right. Yeah. And I think, I don't even know if they'd be pissed off. But anyways, it's it's beyond the point now. They'll, they'll figure that out. It's okay. Kuznetsov had a filthy offseason. <laughs> and this has been a filthy episode. It has. It Hill, has, the Eastern Conference preview. The Eastern Conference, so many great teams to watch. The Metro, I, I think I'm going to have fun watching all eight of those teams, to be honest with I you. I can't wait. I can't wait. We're less than two weeks away, Kyle. Two weeks away from hockey season. And next week, we preview the best yes, coast. The, the best, best coast. Conference. Fuck the, the East Western. Coast, man. Fuck the East Coast. Yeah, I don't mean that, but fuck the East Coast, man. Come on, we gave you guys the first of two weeks of previews here. I know. But now we're ending on the best. Okay, before we end, though... Uh, you know, we have this little button over here. We have a lot of buttons, and we'll get better with the buttons. Oh, you want to hit some buttons? We'll get, we'll get better okay. with the noises. No, I, w- I want you to play a little game here. So, everyone in the hockey community knows this little tune right here. Okay. Right? Okay. Let Bob your head, Trevor. Bob your head. Dun, dun, dun. Okay. I want you to hit that dun, dun, dun with something to end the episode, okay? okay. Something special on the spot. Okay. This is on the spot. This is Trevor. Top of the dome. Finishing this episode of Silky and Filthy. Thanks to all our listeners. Go find us on Twitter. Go find us on Instagram. Shout out to SB Nation. Shout out to Nux Misconduct. We got more shows coming. We'll make that announcement next week. Trevor, end this episode off, man. Good Branson. Good Branson, really? That's how you're going to do better, bro. Again. Jack Johnson. Holy shit, man. Trevor, you... Did I let you down? Yeah, you let me down. You probably suck at freestyling. You know what we're going to do next week? Trevor, I'm going to put a beat on, and you're going to have to freestyle for the fans, okay? No way, man. Okay, man. Peace out. Have a good one. Have a good night. Trev Beggs, Kyle Bowen, Silk and Filthy, Puck Talk and Bullshit. Peace.